Today, I have the privilege of speaking with my next guest. She played Fig on the hit show, Orange is the New Black, which she won a SAG award for, Best Ensemble Cast. She is an activist, one of the original members of Time's Up. She is a producer and an all-around amazing woman. Mm. Please welcome Alicia Reiner. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So I always begin the show asking my guest, what do you believe? Oh my goodness. Well, it's so funny because I thought you were going to say, what do you believe in? Mm. Um, and I believe, I believe in okay. love. I believe in not knowing. I think that's one of the deepest things I believe in mm. is the willingness to not to know anything and to be open and to wonder. I know that wondering brings me joy and wonder and curiosity makes life so much more interesting and joyful than knowing anything. And maybe there is an interesting conversation also between belief and knowing yes you know like what do you believe in what do you believe versus what do you know yes so i take it you're not you don't go to psychics i have i've i have a couple of times but i don't kind of necessarily want to know and they haven't always been right anyway so right. what do you know right? right exactly exactly who says they know anything who who says anyone i agree anything? with that i agree with that wholeheartedly and there is something in not knowing that is beautiful and exciting. Yeah. Because anything totally. can happen. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that in the unknowing, it's being prepared in some way. So mm -hmm. that's why meditation, I think, is so mm -hmm. important, which I know you're a meditator yep. and I want to hear about. Because that pre pre prepares you yep. for life's maybe down fully, 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 you know, fully. downs, not yeah. just the ups, yeah. the downs. So what kind of meditation do you I was Practice. trained in TM and okay. was a pretty serious TM person for a very long time um, and then had my daughter and that the practice of that became impractical. Mm. Um, and then it's really become what, where, when, however it can be. Yes. And so sometimes that's my mantra, my TM mantra. Sometimes it's a different word. Sometimes it's just meditating on love or meditating, like walking through the park and really seeing yeah. um, or music or yoga or a spin class and sort of praying my way through a spin class, picking a mantra through a spin class. Or um, I love meditating with my daughter, oh, you know. She was having a challenge with a classmate the other day where the whole class was actually having a challenge with this classmate because the classmate was singing through the class and had been told not to. And this kid really likes to do what she likes to do. And Liv said, Mama, you know, I just all through class, I just kept on saying the acceptance prayer to myself, which mm. I don't know if you know, it's like a beautiful little prayer that um, I taught her and like 
I was so happy that she had that tool to deal with the discomfort and of someone else's behavior because we are so powerless over so much on this planet and all we do have ownership over is our own mind which sometimes feels like we don't have ownership over you know I love the expression you know my mind is a very dangerous neighborhood sometimes Um, (laughs) same but yeah so that's when the tool of meditation is really helpful absolutely so, so you do mantra-based mm-hmm. Vedic, which yeah, is a form yeah, of TM. Yeah. So I do the same thing, and uh, I feel like it's been a game changer for yeah. me, for sure. Yeah. But you know, of course, in the beginning, it was like I was like Jeff Goldblum, you know, like in fully, Annie Hall, fully. I can't fully. remember my mantra, you know, yeah. and and it was always like, oh, okay, wait, but but it is, it's it's a great tool because I feel like you do it. I I use it all during the day, mm-hmm. you know. I just if I think of my mom, my mantra. It's it's it just calms me down immediately. It is really something that carries you through mm-hmm. so many things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's incredibly important for everyone to meditate, um, and it shows up when you need it and when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Right? The teacher always shows up. Yeah, fully, absolutely. And I, it's my experience that you keep on getting new teachers. Yes, you know, depending on what you need to learn in a moment. And sometimes those teachers are traditional yoga teacher wearing a turban like right. teachers. And sometimes they're the person in your class who's singing yes, and teaching you how to still be happy when you're deeply frustrated and annoyed. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's true. And forgiveness as well. Mm. Forgiveness is a big, big mm. thing. I think mm. forgiving ourselves, forgiving, you know, others and just letting things go and totally. not getting stuck. Totally. Um, I love the expression, like, when you don't forgive someone and you're mad at someone, it's like pointing a finger and, you know, four fingers are pointing back at you. Or, yeah. like, not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Um, yes. And... I really believe in forgiving and forgetting. Like, I've had a lot of people over the years come to me and be like, I'm so sorry I did this thing. And and being like, "Uh, I'm so sorry I don't remember that. You know, which I'm actually really glad I don't remember. For me, some of the hardest ones to forget are some of the earliest ones in a way. You know, like those childhood wounds. Yes. Um, some of which I, I probably remember and some of which I don't. I just have the feeling of, you know, like those unspecified, like things that affect us in ways we don't know sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, they can always, they can cling there. Mm-hmm. It's your inner child, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's great to always honor that, I feel, because it's so much a part of who we are. And it, all of those, you know, wounds are make us who we are and that's okay I have to say I've never liked inner child stuff I've Mm. always been deeply resistant to any like people would say inner child and I would cringe like ugh blah blow like gross (laughs) blah no that's so like buck up be strong um it was never my thing and um it's so weird you brought that up one of my best friends who I met when I was 
hostessing in a restaurant, my first job in New York City after I graduated, like right after I graduated college, and we're still dear friends, and she lives in Santa Barbara now, and um, we were chatting the other day, and this week, and I was expressing some discomfort that I was having, mm-hmm. and she said to me, you know, it sounds like little Alicia needs a little attention. And I was like, oh, no, don't say that. I don't want to hear that. Like, yeah. And um, and then she said, do you have a stuffy? Do you have a stuffed animal? And I was like, yeah, which I never, by the way, I grew up never having a stuffed animal as a child, ever. Never really? had a stuffy. Never, never slept with a stuffed animal in my life. But my daughter gave me a bear that I now sleep with. Aww. Actually, speaking of piercings, we were talking about piercings earlier. <laughs> um, I sleep with because I got this piercing and it's really hard. I can't sleep on my right side because it hurts. Yeah. And so I I sleep on the bear because like, that doesn't hurt. So she's like, do you have a stuffy and or like a blankie? Aww. And I actually have both. Thank you, my daughter. Um and I was like, yeah, but I don't want to, yeah, like, uh, I don't want to, that's not what they're there for. They're just there to like, so my piercing doesn't hurt, you know, like I'm strong. And uh, and she and my friend's like, I want you to like hold your, like yeah. give comfort little Alicia for a moment. Mm. Like just tell her she's loved and worthy, whether she gets her next job or not right. or whether, whatever, just tell her. And I was like, ugh. Like I so I was so deeply resistant, but you know what? I did it. I cried a little. Aww. I went to bed that night saying like, "You are worthy. You are." And that sounded so cheesy, gross, blah 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 to me. But I felt like a different person the next day. Yeah. Wow. And it's and it's la- it that works. was Tuesday, and it's lasted all week, and no situation in my life has changed. Like nothing is different. Mm. Um, but it's all about how we feel about mm-hmm. ourselves, right? I mean, it's like that's how you manifest. That's how mm-hmm. you, you know, if you're going to keep thinking the negative, which is understandable, yep. you know, sometimes life happens and we are in that negative place. But the best we can do is. And that's, shift I think, it. a big piece of it is for me, sometimes I, and I know a lot of people can feel this way. When I get to a negative spot, if you are on a spiritual path, you've probably been taught like there's power, the you know, the law of attraction. And oh my God, if I'm negative, I'm going to attract more negative. And um, there's also a, like a part of me of how dare I, because I am so blessed. You know, I work with formerly incarcerated people. I work with um, undocumented people yeah. here like in the United States who have gone through horrific tragedy. I work with women through Time's Up who have really had sexual harassment and and at a level that I've never experienced. Like the... I am I know how deeply blessed I am. Right. So what happens to me is if I'm uncomfortable in any feeling, I can feel like I'm not allowed. How dare I? Right. And I think what helped with the little Alicia analogy is 
you know, one of the things my friend said too was, would you, would you ever treat Liv, your daughter, like that? No. Mm. Like if she was having feelings, I'd never go, you're not allowed to have feelings. Right. It's like, oh, let me, let me love you through your feelings yes. and help you gently, lovingly through them, yes. not push them away. Because if we push them away, they just bounce back harder. Yes, absolutely. Well, speaking of your act activism, I mean, you're doing so much. Tell us about that. Tell us what you, I mean, you have so many passions. I do. Um, you know, the, I have so many, passions, so many passions and I'm not good at saying no when I am passionate. So um, I would say the, the organizations I'm working with the most right at this moment are, I work with an organization called um, Action Potluck. Um, our website is Sanctuary Hood, and it's an extraordinary group that has really created tools so that you can help a family who's just coming out of detention and be that family member they may not have in the United States and really support them, like be that aunt that they wish they had right. um, and what they recommend and what we did with two families now is create a pod so you're not doing this yourself you're not the only person they're leaning on it's a pod of you know I would say in each case there's five to ten families that are like deep deep in and then an additional 20 that do like another layout of support where mm -hmm. Um, be it financial or be it like occasionally bringing a meal or something or picking up a kid. But but five to ten families really are doing most of the heavy lifting. And in the, what they recommend too is you create captains. So there's a schooling captain. So one of our families has five children. So when they first came in, we had to get them all into a bilingual public school as soon as possible. Um, and so one person researched that and then I was in housing and I found them an apartment, you know. Um, and there's the food captain and there's the transportation and there's the medical. And, yeah. um, and the goal is really that within a certain amount of time they don't need you and that you're just sort right. of a friend a supportive friend um but at first there's a lot of need yes. and um and we just uh brought on our second family and that's been going well and then i do work a lot with formerly incarcerated people i'm really mm -hmm. excited in a couple weeks i'm going to chicago um there's a beautiful organization called Be Love, um, B-E-E -E Love, and it is a nonprofit um, company started by a woman who started this company purely to hire formerly incarcerated people. Mm. And they make honey, and then they make honey-based products. So... As a formerly incarcerated person coming in, you learn how to be a beekeeper. Wow. You learn how to gather honey, but you learn how to package. You learn all of the things, marketing, amazing. sales. Um, so you're getting all these amazing skill sets yes. to be able to move on with. Um, and then with Time's Up 
Mm-hmm. It's, we've been really active lately about the Weinstein trials yes. and about um, Russell Simmons. Um, right. And now and this Matt, is going Matt, to yeah. now, isn't it? Yes. And um, as an as also as a feminist activist, I'm super active with the ERA and pushing that forward, which, you know, a few years ago we never thought would would be here today, and it's kind of exciting. Um what else? Envi- I'm a huge environmental. I'm like one of the heads of the green committee at my school. That's so we're always, amazing. we've been working on that for a long time. So yeah, there's a lot. Wow. I'm I'm impressed. And <laughs> then you have your career as an actress. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, this is, I, firstly, I think you have the most amazing job Aww. ever. I mean, who would not, right? Who wouldn't want to spend their days on set doing what you do? It's I think super it's, fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Beyond. But what is it like to be an actress in Hollywood? Um, you know, I live in New York, so I don't know. All right. That's uh, uh, but um, <laughs> I, I think if you don't have a, I don't know how people do it without a spiritual practice. Yeah. That's my truth. Mm. Um, in my... 20s when we my husband got a series we both did pilots when i like when i was 27 his went mine didn't we moved out to la for a bit and um i remember being out there and feeling so like i needed a spiritual practice that's when i first found my yoga teacher gurmukh um and uh and a lot of i do kundalini mm-hmm. and there's a lot of meditation in that and um we had this beautiful three-bedroom apartment that we got by amazing fate we have really good home karma and um and there was this extra bedroom we did like an office a bedroom and this extra bedroom I made into my meditation room oh great and that's when I first started doing tm and uh and I love that room so much. And it was this like every morning I would wake up and I would journal and read some books and meditate mm. and do a little yoga. And it really helped set my day. Yes. Um, and I don't know how I would have lived in L.A. without that because there is um, a magnetism and momentum towards materialism and celebrity and all of the reasons I didn't want to be an actress, but th- it's a really shiny, shiny thing. Um, yeah. So I, what I love most about being an actor is telling stories that, it, you know, wake yes. people up yes. in one way or another and make them think about their lives and make them think about their relationships and make them think about their behavior and who they are on this planet and then dreamy dream 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 make them want to change you know like I think just as long as I wake them up and they're not just watching and not experiencing if they're if they're watching and it it makes them really feel and think about who they are. That's all I ask. If it then makes them change, like, hallelujah. Ah. You know, and hopefully change in a better way. Right. right. <laughs> hopefully want to be a better person. Ah. Um, 
So I feel like Orange has been extraordinary that way. Um, the the changes we've made in incarceration and yes. um, and the education of so many people about what incarceration is, which is really slavery, like and how it works um, in our society. There's so much that I had no idea. I always knew that our criminal justice system was pretty unjust, but mm. I had no idea how bad it was until doing the show. And then same with immigration. Right. I knew it. Like, there's knowing and then there's knowing, knowing, and knowing how bad it is. I mean, tell um, it, could you just give us an example or two of how bad I, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is um, in season seven when I'm in charge of the, you know, ICE center, basically, yeah. the detention center. And our writers said they made what we did tame. Like, wow. It was so much worse. Um, and our government uh, works with all these private prisons that under contract get 700 I think it's 765 dollars a day per person to keep these people and yet mm. they barely get a bed they don't get sheets they don't get clothes they don't they don't barely get food you have to buy your own food the only if you're in a detention center in most of the country you get one cup of soup a day like a cup of noodles and it's like, no so idea. what is that $765 yes. a day going towards? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it's going in their pocket. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's And that's, that's why, blowing. that's why Trump is in love with it. You know, it's like that. There's a lot of money to be had. There's wow. a lot of money there. It's, it's yeah. deeply, it's deeply disturbing. Yeah. <clears throat> so in terms of, you know, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, kids today and mm. social media mm. and how, you know, keeping positive in a world where everything looks perfect, mm. you know, I mean, from social media, mm. it's like, oh, this person has it all and everything's mm. great. You know, where it's actually, no, they had to work to get there. Mm. And they had to, to, you know, blood, sweat, and tears to get where they are. And it's not just given. Um, but I think a lot of the time, it really stops kids from actually going and doing anything, you know, doing something. Mm. You know, it, it, it paralyzes mm. them because mm. they're afraid to fail. Um, how are you How are you doing that? How, like, how do you talk to your daughter about this sort of... Well, um, I will say the biggest piece she just turned 11 and we've always been pretty screen free mm -hmm. so she does not have a phone she does not have an ipad she does not have a computer um we have never really watched things except on planes trains and automobiles and then maybe once or twice a month we mm -hmm. watch a movie as a family or right. Um, we're just now starting to maybe watch a show. Like um, I have a bunch of friends who've done AJ and the Queen, which is a kid-friendly show. And mm -hmm. so we'll watch an episode of that now and then. Um, 
but we really try and avoid screens as much as possible. She's aware that she's on my Instagram. Um, and we really only do it to forward positive activist causes or when we're cooking and doing recipes, you know, like that's something that we love to do together. Um, so it's a, in both cases, it's about like forwarding the world or making. Yes. And she's deeply creative. Like she and my husband built a tree house in our backyard and they just built a sled together. And she and I bake together and craft together. We make candles and we make, you know, we make our own homemade hand sanitizer. Like right. we were always wow. crafting or baking pretty much every weekend and inviting over friends to come craft and bake with us. Um, I read something. You had a great, a great quote. You said, um, it was like, of course, don't wait, I would. create. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I I'm like, I'm, I'm it's so genius. I, I made it. that up as a young actor person because I was I spent a lot of years. The expression I used to use was I couldn't get arrested, which is kind of funny considering my role in Orange is the New Black. Um, but I couldn't get an agent for a very long time, couldn't get a manager, couldn't get a job for a really long time like I I always kind of looked 30 from the time I was 12 and people just didn't know what to do with me I'm exotic looking like my husband I always say that I'm kind of like um caviar I, someone else made this up but I loved it when they did you're like caviar and he's like peanut butter and jelly and everybody loves peanut peanut butter and jelly. I guess this was before like peanut allergies were a real thing. And um, and like people will always buy peanut butter and jelly and it's a little less expensive and it's for the masses, you know? Yeah. And they were like, you're caviar. And for people who appreciate caviar, they love caviar and it's more expensive and it's fancy <laughs> and it's exotic and you're kind of like that not not everybody will get you um and you just have to love up the people who do and people who don't you know fuck them exactly um, well, i love you <laughs> thanks <laughs> and i had to really own that and for a really long time he worked constantly and I couldn't get an audition. And the last five years, it really flipped. He was on TV series from the time, like seriously, I was like 27, 28, all the way through till I was like 40. Mm. And then um, his last show ended about five years ago and he's had a, a, a bit of a tough time. And back to what we were talking about earlier, He's gone on a spiritual path well, that I never, I never in a billion years thought this guy would ever do that. But he, he sort of got to a place, he got to the same place I was at in LA and couldn't get an audition and needed a spiritual path. And he, you know, he's really, when I first met him, his dad died when he was six and he was really pissed at God and really wanted nothing to do with anything spiritual. And over the years, like he, you know, I listened to Tara Brock. Do you know who she is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I listened to her before bed. Um, yes. For those of you who don't know, she's a, um, a Buddhist monk and 
does an incredible podcast yes. and I listen to her podcast at night and um, it really calms me down and he loves that now, mm. you know, and he's really had to find his way and his peace with the cycles of this business. I remember hearing that like um, Harrison Ford went through like a really dark time before um, whatever series of movies like brought him back and he was in carpentry and like was gonna give up and I didn't know that yeah and then you know what the oh my god the Spielberg what's the one help me somebody which one was Spiel uh actor Indy yeah Indiana Jones he like the Indiana Jones series yeah oh, oh that and, was yeah, the yeah. series that got him back yeah which is so I mean, that's what, what a great I've heard. Part. Who knows if any of it's true, but that's, no, yeah, I, I believe that. I'm, so, what would you tell your twenty-year-old self now? Oh my goodness! I would tell my twenty-year-old self, "Don't believe the hype. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't no." I would tell my twenty-year-old <laughs> self, um, "Yeah, you're, you are worthy." Like. Mm. Tattoo that on your fucking hand and know it, girlfriend. Um, and everything is right about you. Yes. And you're not doing anything wrong. Yes. And um, it's all working out perfectly. And, and it all works out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out yet, it's just not the end yet. Yes. Yes. I love that. There is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Yes. And also, um, it's a long game. You know, mm -hmm. this business is a long game. Life, like, play the long game. Don't play the sprint. Play the marathon, you know. Be in it to win it for the long game. And if, if you're a marathoner, you know you can't sprint all 26 miles. And if you're an ultra, like, I want to... Life, doing as much as I want to do on this planet in my lifetime, I want to be an ultra marathoner, you know. Yes. Um, so you cannot sprint every mile. Mm -hmm. And really owning that and being like, okay, some miles I'm going to walk. And that's fine. Yes. That's really okay. It doesn't mean I'll never run again. It's true. You know, you can, you can stop for water even. Shocking. It's true. It you kind know? of reminds me of when I was in my 20s. You know, I, I was like, go, 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 go. You know, you want to meet everyone. You want to do everything. Yep, yep, yep. You, know, you just want to soak it all in and you want to, you're like a sponge. Mm -hmm. And then the 30s, you're sort of like, okay, um, I'm still really into it, but I'm going to chill a little bit, but I still need to prove. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the biological clock, mm -hmm. which I don't have kids, so yeah, I, I, yeah. but I still get caught up, of course, Yeah, woman. Yeah. And, um, and then 40s, you sort of start to chill, mm -hmm. but I just turned 50 and it's such a different, and you know, when, when I was a kid thinking yeah. 50, like your life is over. <laughs> Meanwhile, I feel like my life has just begun. Yes. So it is really interesting, these, these, these moments of seasons of our lives yeah and there's I think it's such a beautiful example when you look at someone like you or you look at JLo and go oh it really 50 really is the beginning like 
this is so not the end, Thank you know, you. like, Thank you. <laughs> right? It's so cool. It's, it is. It's very, very cool. And now it's like we're confident and it's, it's we're calm, we're meditators. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, we've got the ability to you have the carry tools. Our, the tools. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. It's true. It's so much better. So much better. Right? I know. I, I, I look back at my 20s and I'm like, what were you doing? What? And you th- I thought I was so busy. I was doing nothing. I was doing nothing. But I thought I was really busy. <laughs> I love it. It's true. It's true. Um, so here, I mean, here we are on the most polarizing day of the year, right? Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day. You You're wearing too. red. I, yeah. I'm wearing red, but it says rebel. So it. that should say it all. <laughs> it's like... Such I'm a, a love sweater. rebel. Love rebel. I but love I am it. a love warrior. I do like I first of all, come on. Like Valentine's Day was it's a hallmark holiday. Exactly. It is meant it was created by a marketing exec so we buy shit. Like let's just own it as it is. Having said that, is it great to celebrate love? Sure. Let's do it every day. You know, yes. I think one of the best things for any relationship, be it your best friend, your daughter, your husband, your wife, your um, dog, is sit, like appreciate them, have gratitude for them, and show your appreciation for them regularly. It's true. Daily, preferably, but regularly if not. And I love to surprise, you know, my dog, my husband, and my child with presents all the time, yes. like for no reason, because that's much better as as opposed to a day where there's like insane, crazy, stupid expectations. And everybody feels bad. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for the people that feel bad. Yeah. Don't you yeah. feel bad for yeah. people that feel bad? You want to hug it's, them? And same with, I mean, I hate Mother's Day and Father's Day in a way uh, because yeah. as someone who's lost their father, you know, and as someone who has had challenging relationships with my mother, like, sure, it feels amazing with my daughter at this moment, but it it also comes with, it's layered. It's very layered. And I have friends who have lost their mom, you know, so I'm, my heart hurts for them a little bit, you know? Yes. I know these days are not easy. It's all super complicated. I kind of, my daughter's school is um, holiday free except Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And I kind of wish the entire world would take that up. Like, because even Christmas, Christmas and Hanukkah, like everybody celebrates something different. And how do you navigate that? And then New Year's just makes people feel bad because they're like, okay, this is New Year and I'm going to be perfect this year. And then you're not and you feel like you messed up and you feel like something's wrong with you again. It's you know? true. Yeah. We're so, setting ourselves up. Exactly. I think holidays tend to be set up in general. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm done it. with holidays. Yeah, we're done with holidays. <laughs> that's strike that's them exactly. From the calendar. That's our decision for this day. <laughs> that's what we believe. Yeah, we believe no holidays. <laughs> we believe every and every day is a holiday. Every like, day, exactly. Every like you wake up in the morning, it's a freaking holiday. Mm. Like you're alive. 
You know, when yeah. I was checking in downstairs, mm-hmm. the guy behind the desk said, "Happy Valentine's Day." I was like, oh, "I know he was so sweet. I love so him." Sweet. And he said, and he said what you said. He said, yeah. "You know, every day should be Valentine's Day." That's how mm-hmm. I said. You are a very evolved man, yeah. and you are a beautiful man. I mean, yep. but it's true. I mean, and that right there was. You know, sometimes, totally, like totally. you said, you least expect someone who's the I teacher know. to show up, yeah. and you're just and you have in. to, you have to. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good metaphor. And but you have to be awake and aware enough mm. to notice those people. And that again, that's back to meditation. If you're aware and awake and not in your phone, I wonder. I'd be curious how many people he said that to today that didn't even hear because they were on a call or check scrolling through their social media or what you know listening to their music bless bless I love music but you want to also be aware of the people around you and don't miss the magical moments that are right in front of you exactly beautiful wow it's true yep so true Alicia you're a rock star. Oh, you're a rock star. I this was so fun. Thank you enough. Thank Yay. you so much. Such you're, a pleasure. Incredible. Such a pleasure.